0: And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us here today. Well, as we take a look at the markets moving into 2024, John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing, says there are a few key things to watch for here in the year ahead. The first is money flow. He says funds continue to sell the ag sector at a rate that's raising eyebrows.
1: You know a big part of the agricultural prices and how things move in terms of price is the, is the way the money moves in the investment accounts of, of managed money positions and things of that nature and, and that's something that's really been kind of coming into play here I think in terms of the port pressure in the agriculture sector as the money has been aggressively been selling the ag space overall not just the grains the livestock sector as well as well as some of the softs uh, that are out there and we're seeing the fund position continue to grow in this in fact and now we're their shortest they've been in the egg sector in about three and a half years in terms of their actual money flow.
0: Heinberg says that action is tied to a couple of different factors.
1: First off, in the green sector, corn had a rough year. We're down about 30% year over year in the value of the corn price. A lot of that is also tied to the large supply picture that we're seeing here in the U.S. that's projected. We'll see how things go as we go forward, the concerns regarding demand. Big factor in that as well as the funds have pushed that corn market fairly aggressively, about 170,000, 180,000 short contracts. Last week, it's the largest position since, realistically, the COVID low uh, back in 2020 and right now there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of need to get out of there. Another big factor, the anti-inflation mindset. We've seen inflation calm down, the action of the Fed, the loosening of the U.S. dollar. Those things all kind of come into play and those are things that are anti in terms of commodity price at this time frame and the money seems to be still staying on that path.
0: Now predicting how long these positions may stay requires a crystal ball according to Heinberg.
1: You know, realistically, and, and especially in the grains, it, it comes down to the fundamentals and what's going to make them want to get out of that short position. Whether it's on the news front, obviously, you know, we had the Ukraine war here, you know, a couple of years ago that helped fire things up, move money into the the grain sector, and the concerns regarding global production. A strong weather event would be a big factor. Obviously, we got the weather going on in Brazil right now, which seems to be improving, so that's only added to the selling pressure here. You know, over the last couple of weeks, There's something like that. That's going to have to come into play to really make the money nervous and want to get out of these short positions because right now the path of least resistance, at least for them, still continues to be softer.
0: Now, weather conditions in Brazil as it relates to crop conditions is definitely a market driver this time of year. And Heinberg continues to watch the weather in South America. He says there's been some improvement in the weather conditions for Brazil
1: decent rain came across some key areas of brazil you know there's issues there there's some areas that have lost production the amount is going to be the hard part we're trying to figure that out down the road social media and the internet is full of pictures of, of failing crops and struggling crops or farmers wiping their crop out to get ready for the next crop just because of lack of production but at the same time brazil is an immensely large country when you talk about size they're still planting in some regions harvesting in the other regions you know so it, it's It's going to be a tough get in terms of figuring out where this production finally comes in.
0: Heinberg says the market expects a soybean crop from Brazil at about 150 million metric tons.
1: That's down about 15 million metric tons, but just to put it in perspective, in 2021, you know, 150 million metric ton production will still be smaller than where we would be this year, despite the weather. So we add that in. Still a lot of beans coming out of South America. Argentina production is going to get back on track this year, after two years of drought. There's going to be a lot of pressure on price down the road, uh, and that's going to continue to make things difficult for the for the markets to really find some footing. As long as we continue to struggle over. We're all on the demand side.
0: However, he says currently Brazil is not the cheapest option in the world market.
1: Right now in this short-term window, we are in terms of grains uh, for both corn and soybeans, but soybeans can quickly fall apart here as we get a little further into the next couple of months and we start seeing more and more of that early harvest come to play. And then those Argentina beans start showing up. We're already seeing the impact on the soybean meal price with Argentina's uh, crop coming. The poor harvest in Brazil may be more of a fall factor as China looks for their beans in the end of the year. Right when we hit our harvest window, this year they had a good supply of Brazilian beans to compete against the u.s bean next year that might not be there and that could give us some price again at the harvest side of things but at least in the front end when it comes down to flat price here in the next few weeks beans could be in trouble given those lower south american supplies
0: as for corn Heinberg says the u.s is the quote unquote only game in town currently and the market is starting to pick up and could provide support as growers prepare for the 2024 crop. Well, grain futures ended 2023 significantly in the red, with court futures suffering their biggest yearly drop in a decade. That, according to new analysis by the University of Illinois' Farm Policy website. Wheat and soybeans also posted steep declines in 2023 following bumper harvests in Brazil and resilient black seed trade. The most active corn contract was down 31% in 2023, while wheat was down 21% and soybeans were down 15%. Mike Zuzalo, president of Global Commodity Analytics, says, quote, In 2024, producers are going to be a lot more concerned about their input costs, and that is where beans play a much better role for them, end quote. Now, the Department of Agriculture also expects soybean acres to increase in 2024 with the November World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates Report predicting that U.S. farmers will plant 87 million acres of soybeans in 2024, an increase of 3.4 million acres. Corn acres also expected to be 91 million acres, a decrease of 3.9 million acres, according to USDA. USDA will update us with its January WASD report coming up here on Friday, January 12th. Well, demand for organic cotton in the U.S. is growing, but imports continue to pick up the slack of inadequate domestic production. A new project led by Texas A&M AgriLife Research aims to turn the situation around by identifying the challenges and opportunities for U.S. organic cotton growers. The study called Fostering Sustainable Organic Cotton Production in the U.S. Through Research and Outreach on Organic Regenerative Practices is funded by a 3.5 million-dollar USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture grant. Researchers expect the study to help U.S. organic cotton producers determine how to improve yields, productivity, and sustainability in their existing fields and transition more acreage into organic production. Organizers say, quote, we want to understand what their production challenges are, how they are managing them, what works and what doesn't, and how their practices are impacting the soil and output long-term, end quote. Now, with no synthetic herbicides allowed, the project will identify other methods that might minimize the tillage needed for weed control. And also the Department of Agriculture and USTR are accepting applications for new members to serve on agricultural trade advisory committees. Members of the committee provide advice to the administration on the implementation and enforcement of existing U.S. trade agreements, negotiation of new agreements, and other trade policy matters. You must have some sort of U.S. agricultural expertise and international trade experience to be considered for committee membership. Committee members serve four-year terms and represent a cross-section of U.S. food and ag stakeholders. Application details online on the Foreign Ag Service website, and applications are due on January 31st. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.